be overcome by your presence, Lord. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank Him. What a great God. Amen. Our Father and our God, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for your greatness. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, you have been so good to us. You have worked in so many mighty ways in our church, in our families. And God, we come before you, and we do. We welcome your Holy Spirit, your presence in this place this morning. Lord, we ask that you will overcome this atmosphere with your presence, Lord. I thank you that every week when we gather, you are here. You said where two or three would gather together in your midst, that you would be there, Lord. And we thank you. We claim that promise this morning because we know that you are here. God, we thank you as we've been studying the Holy Spirit. We can look and and learn about who you are and what you've been doing. And I thank you how that you're moving in the lives of so many people in our church. God, we look forward to many great days ahead. Thank you for this time of worship. We ask that you put your power upon this place as we continue this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's thank our great God as you're seated this morning. You may be seated, please. Today we, uh, we're thrilled to have our fall baby dedication. A number of families have come to present their babies to the Lord, to dedicate them to the Lord this morning. And so I'm going to start off with, uh, uh, as I name each family and their baby, uh, I want you to encourage and applaud and encourage them this morning. Um, Roger and Nicole Willman are bringing Dominic, Dominic Michael Willman. Can we just thank God for Roger and little Dominic? Can you come forward? All right, they're going to come on down here. And you see little Dominic up there on the, on the screen. Um, this is so exciting. I know Roger's mom. I was just asking her. She, your, your mother has been part of this church for like a long time, since in the 60s. She said the late 60s. I was like, I forgot to count back that far, right? Thank God. Come on up here and join us on the stage, all right? Little Dominic, man. God bless you. Come on over here and stand just to my right there, all right? Let's welcome them to the stage this morning. We're so thankful for Roger and Nicole. And little Dominic, Dominic was born on January 31st, 2019. What a way to start your year, right? Amen. That's awesome, man. God bless you. Um, Megan and Zachary Neal, they are bringing Connor Joseph this morning. He was born on November the 1st, 2018. You can see him on the screen. They'll come forward at this time. All right. Megan and Zachary Neal, they're bringing Connor Joseph. Come on up, and big brother Braden is here, all right? Come on, you just join me right here, right to my left, all right? Let's welcome these folks. Come on over here, guys. we got one more couple after. Good morning. Good morning. All right, good morning to you guys. Got a handshake. Oh, my. All right, all these little suspenders. we got all boys this morning. Isn't that cool, huh? All right, Patrick and Allie Donahue. Uh, they are bringing the, uh, Charles Nehemiah Donahue that was born on September the 12th, 2019. Come on up here this morning, all right? They are also bringing big, big brother and big sister. We have uh, Emmeline and Hezekiah, all right? So let's welcome them up here this morning. Man, a day. Oh, my goodness. Little Charles, is, is he sleeping? 
right. Little Charles, you know, he, he, uh, he, had a, he had a little bumpy road getting started here, didn't he? And uh, we're just so thankful that God has uh, blessed him and taken care of his health. And we, we rejoice with you. Well, I know that God was with you in those moments. Those were some hard days, but God, look what he is doing. He's blessing you. So we are just so thankful for all three of these families this morning. Can we thank God for the inheritance of the Lord here this morning, right? So as, as, we, uh, as we work with these families this morning, I want to remind you that what we're doing here today is uh, fun. All right? <laughs> yeah. Give him a hand. He wants you to clap for him. Yeah. All right? Um, as we come before the Lord this morning, what we're doing, this is actually a long tradition that's held in the Bible. In the Old Testament, they would take their children before the Lord. And they would dedicate them in the presence of the Lord. They would go into the temple and dedicate their children. Jesus went through this when he was born. Uh, if you go and read in the book of Luke, you'll see that Jesus was taken into the temple and presented to the Lord. So today, we are taking these children before the Lord. And we're dedicating these children because we know that one day, they too will have an opportunity to hear and understand the message of salvation, understand who Jesus is, and open their hearts just like mom and dads are doing here today. So uh, we're, we're dedicating your children, but we're also dedicating you as parents because we know it's not an easy job to raise children in this world, is it? It's, uh, it you've got your hands full all the time, and our culture's counter against what we're trying to do here. But listen, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world this morning. And I know that there's great power for you as you raise your children. Um, I was just thinking here, if I could have the family with, with your family, Roger. Any family that's here with Roger and Nicole, would you please stand? And we want to welcome you this morning and just thank God for you guys. All right? All right. Thank God for you guys, man. This is wonderful. God bless you. You may be seated. We just, we're so thankful for you. How about with the Neils, the family that came with the Neils? All, I know a number of your family is here. All right? We thank God. This is your support system, right? These are your support system. God bless you. You may be seated. And any family from, with, with, with you guys, with the Donahues, all right? If the Donahue family would stand up, all right? God bless. We are so happy. We're, there you go. All right. We're so happy that you guys are here this morning. God bless you. you may be seated. I'd like to just read some scripture this morning in, uh, in light of these children. You know, children are the inheritance from the Lord, Proverbs says. And so God has given you a great inheritance. Look at this. Look at these children everywhere. What God is just doing. And he blesses our families. And so he trusts each one of you as parents and says, hey, listen, I trust you. I trust you to, to raise these children to honor and to love me. And that's quite a trust from God that he would do that for each one of you here this morning. So Psalm 139 says this. Psalm 139 says, For you formed my inward parts, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret. Your eyes, were form- your eyes saw my unformed substance, and in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. And so I'm so thankful today that each one of your children, that God has given you these children this morning, and He has given them, He has given them all. He knows the days. He like He knew He knew your birthday. Did you know that? God knew your birthday. God knew each one of your birthdays, kids. And He placed them here with these families to honor and love the Lord this morning. 
So uh, we're, we're just thrilled. I'm going to ask Pastor Luke to come. We have a gift that we'd like to present to each one of your families this morning. Everybody looks so good on stage. I love this. This is exciting. So we just want to give you something small. Um, this is just to represent uh, each marble, and there represents one week until they turn 18. And so from birth all the way till 18 years old and all the wonderful mile markers in their life, um, you know, riding a bike, you know, graduating school and moving on from each education level. And so uh, as you lose your marbles, this gives you some. Um, <laughs> I have four kids. I get it. Um, but I just want to encourage you guys that um, to make the time count with your children. You know, as you raise them to know the Lord, to know Jesus, and to take Jesus' message of hope to this world, um, just make time count. And so we're with you as your church family. And so this is such a privilege. But this is such a small symbol, just a gift to use you guys. We're so excited, and congratulations. Amen. Thank God. You know, as, as they take those marbles, put them in a clear jar, and take one out, one out, pretty soon the jar gets low. And right now you're wondering, will it ever get low, right? Will we ever get through child rearing? But I'll tell you, it goes by so fast. And 20 years blip by like that. And you say, how does that happen? I have no clue, but it happens. And it's so fast. And then all of a sudden, these kids will be up here one day dedicating their children. And, uh, and so we're so thankful for all that God is doing here this morning in our church with your families. So at this time, church, I'm going to ask that you would join me as we dedicate our, these children to the Lord, and, uh, and I'm going to start by praying over Roger and Nicole, over little Dominic, and uh, let's just go to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Join me as we pray together, all right? God, we come before you, Lord, and I just thank you for these, these families up here. God, you've been working, and you've been doing so many great things in their lives. You've given them these children, Lord. You've trusted each parent. And so, God, we come before you, Lord, now this morning for Roger and Nicole Lord, I just lift them up to you as parents, and we dedicate them as parents, Lord. I just ask that as they look to you, to uh, honor you, to, to, to serve you by raising this child to love you, God, give them the strength, give them the ability to do this, Lord, before you. God, I pray right now over, over little Dominic, God. I just pray for Dominic Michael. I lift him up, and we dedicate him to you, Lord. He's a wonderful child. You've given him to these great parents, and we dedicate him to you, Lord. We pray one day for when he comes to know you personally, when Dominic opens his heart and trusts you as his personal Savior. God, do your work as only you can do. We dedicate Dominic in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, I just pray over Charles, and I'm just so thankful for the Donahue family that they're in our life group and that we just love them so dearly. And, God, I just know that uh, Charles' birth was uh, was nothing short of smooth, but, God, we give you all the honor and glory because we're seeing this beautiful, healthy child. And so, God, I pray for Allie and for Pat and for Hezekiah and Emmeline as they all just live life together, do life as a family, as the Donahue family. I pray that they would seek encouragement from you, seek your word daily. And, God, as Charles grows up and we know your word says, to train up a child in the way they should go. We know we don't do that by ourselves. We do that with you right by our side. So I pray that over the Donahue family and pray just for continued growth for Charles as he grows up. And we pray as he comes to know you, God, that people's lives would be impacted and the message of Jesus Christ we brought forth through this child's life. We're so grateful, so thankful. We lift him up to you, Lord. And, Lord, we continue this morning with Megan and Zachary, Lord. We thank you for this family that you brought together, Lord. Uh, God, we're just so thankful how you draw us unto yourself and what you're working in the Neal's family life. 
We're thankful for these children that you've given to them, Lord. We're thankful for little Braden. Uh, what a wonderful, wonderful big brother he is already, Lord. And we just pray you'll continue to put your blessing upon Braden this morning. And God, for little Connor, Lord, we just lift up Connor before you. We're so thankful for him. Uh, God, we just pray that you will uh, open his heart one day, Lord, as we, as the children grow and they keep hearing the message, Lord. I just pray that you'll touch little Connor's heart, and one day he'll follow you with, for himself on his own. But, Lord, I thank you for parents like, like Megan and Zach, Lord, who've come to raise their children. They're, they're honoring you. They're here today to honor you. So, God, I thank you this morning for little Connor, and we dedicate him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we lift up all these children to you this morning, for Dominic, for Connor, for Charles, Lord. We dedicate these three little men in our church to honor you, to love you, to serve you. God, I pray you'll be with all of our church family this morning and that you'll allow us to rally around them, to know these kids' names in their hallway, to say hi to them, to love them, to encourage them to Christ. And we dedicate these children in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Lord's people said, Amen. Let's thank God for these folks as they return to their seats. God bless you guys. Good job. God bless. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. hard to follow that. <laughs> Can we just thank God for these families as they make their way back to their seats? Love that. So guys, I have a few things I want to share with you. Um, if you pass the friendship folders down the rows, we appreciate that. A couple things I want to share. Actually, a couple. I have like four. Um, but one of them is that we have Trunk and Tree coming up on Wednesday. <clears throat> Sign your kids up right on the front page of our website. It's 100% free. And there are two different time slots, 6.30, 7.30, 7.30, 8.30. You can sign up on the front page of our website. And then we're also looking for about seven more people to bring trunks to Trunk and Treat. And you can sign up to serve on our website right on the front page. Or you can actually um, look in the lobby. There's a table with little forms. You can fill a form out to bring your trunk. Um, this Wednesday night, we're going to send out information tomorrow. But this Wednesday is Trunk and Treat. And right now, we have about 400 kids signed up. So we're just we're just... We're just going to show up with willing hands and humble hearts, and God's just going to do His work. And so we're really, uh, we're really looking forward to Wednesday night at for Trunk and Treat. It's going to be good stuff. And then next Saturday is Top Golf. Guys, sign up. You can go to our website. Just let us know you're coming, so we know how many um, different bays to reserve. And you can do that by going to our website and just sign up on the front page of our website. We're going to meet at. Top Golf in Bridgeville next Tuesday, the 2nd of November at 10 a.m. Yes, we are going into November. It's happening. Um, and then uh, you see this box in my hand. So we are starting to uh, give out the Operation Christmas Child boxes. And so you can grab one or two or three in the lobby or however many you want and um, bring that back the week of 18th through the 25th of November. And then on the Operation Christmas Child table, there's little slips. We're going to be um, collecting to a major uh, supply list um, for a packing party we're going to do here on the 17th of November. So grab a box and then grab or grab a slip or grab both and then you can bring those in before um, the packing party or you can pack that night and more information to come about the packing party on the 17th of November. But grab a box, bring it back the week of the 18th or 25th and Deb's in the lobby this week, um, this Sunday and uh, we'll be there if you have any questions at the table. But we're really looking forward to this incredible opportunity. Um, at this point, I'd like to ask the ushers to come forward as we receive this morning's offering. And I'm going to ask uh, Jeff Berg, our uh, resident missionary, uh, him and his wife Arlene are.
call this place their home. We're so humbled to do life with them, and they are just faithful missionaries in the, in the Jewish community of Squirrel Hill. And so um, today represents one year, Jeff. And so ask Jeff to share. Good morning. I'm just going to read this. We've got a little moment of silence. Today marks a very sad day in the history of our special city and our country. One year ago today, the largest anti-Semitic act in the history of our nation occurred here at the Tree of Life Synagogue just before 10 o'clock in the morning. Eleven Jewish people were gunned down as they began worshiping. Let's have a moment of silence as we remember Joyce Feinberg, Richard Gottfried, Rose Mallinger, Jerry Robinowitz, Cecil Rosenthal, David Rosenthal, Bernice Simon, Sylvan Simon, Daniel Stein, Mel Wax, Irv Younger. Please pray for those who have been impacted by this enormous tragedy that they will come to the great comforter and healer, even Jesus the Messiah, whose love is truly stronger than hate. Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord, that you would just enwrap this special community in your special love, mercy, and comfort. And Lord, we pray that you would even bring uh, the body of Christ as uh, messengers of, of the great hope of Messiah Jesus to them. And Lord, this morning we pray, Lord, that you would just uh, bless the giver and the gift this morning and we pray Lord that you would just advance the cause of Christ through Crossroads Ministries we love you and praise you in Jesus name, Amen Aparte de que hay explotación en el trabajo, también existe el alcohol, las drogas, que afectan a muchos niños. Porque en verdad la inocencia se está perdiendo. Yo recibí en, o sea, cuando tenía ocho años, cuando me dieron la cajita me dijeron es de parte de Dios. Y abrí por primera vez y encontré muchas cosas bonitas. La verdad me emocionó mucho porque fue la primera vez que me dieron algo gratis cosa favorita que recibí fue una seda de color rojito con manchitos blancos y ese día, el día de la fiesta fue que recibí a Jesús y ahí fue cuando nació lo de dar eh, cuando yo crecí quería formar parte de Summer Ten Sports porque me encanta lo que hace la misión de visión actualmente formo parte de Summer Ten Sports como capacitadora de maestros 
Buenas tardes, hermanos. ¿Cómo están esta tarde? Mi parte favorita es poder enseñarle a otras personas de cómo poder llegar a esos niños y demostrarles el amor de Dios. Todas las noches oro y siempre digo que les dé sabiduría a Dios y que en verdad les ponga en su corazón servicio y que les dé amor hacia los niños. Oro que cada una de las cajitas marque una de las vidas de cada uno de los niños. Me encanta porque veo con algo tan pequeño podemos hacer tan grande e impactar muchas vidas. Que no es una simple cajita, que nosotros vamos y estamos repartiendo amor de Dios a los demás. entitled Ghost Stories, and I want, to, I want to encourage you to come around the fire this morning, come around that bonfire, you know, it's that time of year, October's bonfire season, right? I think my neighbors and a bunch of my neighbors all like to light fires every night. I can't even open my window for fresh air because there is none. It's all bonfire season, right? So you open it up, you smell that smoke coming in your window. Uh, I want to encourage you, you know, at, uh, I remember as a kid we'd go around a bonfire and you'd tell ghost stories, Right? Well, we're talking Holy Ghost stories, and the difference is these are real. These are real ghost stories from the Holy Spirit of God. So I want you to catch it. The, the word and the older word that we used to use was Holy Ghost. Today we've translated it as spirit. It's the same word, ghost, spirit. It's the Holy Spirit of God. And as you look throughout the Old Testament, let me give you a few of the Holy, ghost, uh, the Holy Spirit stories. First of all is our theme verse for this series, John 14, uh, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So he's given us this tall order to keep his commandments. And then Jesus says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. That's the Holy Spirit to be with you forever. So this, this is the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. I want, I want you to catch this because uh, throughout the Old Testament, you would see some of the stories that I see as we're around the fire this morning. We're getting warm and, and shaking those hands there. I want you to catch this. The Holy Spirit in the Old Testament one time gave uh, Joseph skill to rule over Egypt. Like God gave him a special ability at that moment, in that point in time, and it says that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, came upon him and gave him the ability to rule over Egypt. Uh, the, uh, Joshua became a great leader in the, in the Scriptures. And we see that God gave him military power. The Spirit, it says that in the Word, the Spirit of God came upon him and gave him this great military power. There's another guy. There's two guys over in Exodus chapter 31. They're, they're, God is doing a work, and he's going to build the tabernacle, right? He's, he, and, and as part of his building, he equips two unknown guys. Check this out. Look, uh, Exodus 31, verse 2. Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. 
And very interesting, the Spirit of God came on him and gave him expertise in all kinds of crafts uh, so that he could go out and he was going to uh, be involved in the building of the tabernacle. It's so powerful. He's a master craftsman, ex- expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. The Spirit of God came upon him and gave him an ability to do something for such a time as God needed him to do it. Uh, Judges 14.6, we read about a guy named Samson. Now, this is so cool. Samson, you know, he, he was known as the muscle man, right? You read this in the Bible. And one of my favorite series was uh, two years ago. We, we studied the life of Samson. Just love reading about Samson. Check this out. At that moment, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, and he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. And look what the Scripture says. He did it as easily as if it were a young goat. I'm thinking, I've never ripped a young goat's mouth apart, have you? <laughs> you know? That's kind of a descriptive term in the Scripture, right? In other words, listen, this man was a muscle man, and God, the Spirit of the Lord, came upon Samson and gave him ability with his raw hands to rip a lion's jaws apart. That's pretty powerful stuff. And then he says, but he didn't tell his father and mother about it. I'm like, I probably wouldn't tell it either, you know? Could you imagine? Yeah, Dad, I just killed a lion today. Nothing major, you know. I ripped with my bare hands, you know. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us to do what He wants you to do. And you see this in the Old Testament. You see that God's Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would show up and give people special uh, things that they could do that they normally couldn't do. And Samson's a, a great example of that. Then Samson ends up, he, he gets involved with some sin, and, and his life goes through a whole lot of problems. But in the end, the Spirit of the Lord comes back upon him and gives him this great strength. And, he, and we're still talking about him thousands of years later. Uh, the Spirit of God is powerful. Uh, over um, the, this morning, I want, you, I want you to think with me about this because the Spirit of the Lord uh, has so much power for you in your life. And if you look in your life, sometimes I think we get frustrated because we can't live this Christian life. It's like, you, you, you know, you, you, you want to do good, you're trying, and you just get frustrated because you just can't continue this journey. And that's because you're trying to do it in your own power. You know, years ago, I remember we were involved with the project, and a bunch of us were out here with a bunch of shovels. We all had our gloves on. We're ready to go. And we're, re- we're, re- we're, re- we're starting to dig, and it's like, man, we know this is going to be a ridiculously long job. Then somebody says, hey, wait a minute, i got a friend who got a backhoe. And what do you do when a friend has a backhoe, right? You give him whatever he wants. You know, he wants pizza, extra pepperoni, whatever. We get that covered, right? A guy shows up with a backhoe, and he starts digging. We take off our gloves, and we stand there, and we watch them. It was like, we're thinking we're going to be here for, for days. And so, so as we're, we're thinking about moving on that for days, we don't have to do that anymore. So we, we take the gloves off and, the, and, the, and that power comes in. And that's what the Spirit of God wants to do in your life. He has the power and He wants you to take the gloves off. Like, you're frustrated because you're trying to do this in your own power. And the, here's the deal. You can't. You only last so long. You'll become frustrated all the time. And so God, God wants you to take off the gloves this morning and he wants you to rely on his power and rely on his strength. Look what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 1. He says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. You know, he's talking here to somebody who's trusted Christ as their Savior. And I want to invite you this morning, if you have 
trusted Jesus. You opened your heart. Jesus Christ died on the cross. He paid for your sin. He came back to life again for you. If that is you, I want to encourage you. He's talking to you this morning. He says that I pray that you understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. That power that, that rose Jesus from the dead lives within you if you will just let that power take charge. You see, God will not bulldoze his way into your life. He's not going to force his way. I think sometimes he has a good way of getting our attention. Uh, you say, well, what about all my hurts and what about all my pains? Let me say this. God never wastes a hurt in your life. There's hurt and there are pains in your life that God didn't even cause, but he's not going to waste that. He's going to come into your life and he's going to work. That's the power of the Holy Spirit, folks. And he says that we've got to rely on him. We've got to come. We have to lean on to him and let him do the work through us. I'm going to give you uh, this morning just a few aspects of the power of God in your life. Like, what do we need the Holy Spirit's power for? Uh, you know, if you're going to live for yourself, you don't need the Holy Spirit's power. You can do that on your own. You can go out, you can live for yourself, you can go out and you can watch TV all day long. The Holy Spirit doesn't need to help you with that remote control. You figure that out, right? You can figure out how to be selfish. Those are non-things that the Spirit of God doesn't do. He doesn't make you selfish. The Spirit of God, we need Him to produce that fruit in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. Like if you want to have your attitude change, you want to be able to forgive, you want to be able to do what God's called you to do, you have to come and the Holy Spirit's power is upon you this morning. And so I want you to understand that there is power there. And as you look to the power of God, let that power work in and through your life this morning. The first aspect of power I want to share with you this is the Holy Spirit gives us power to talk about Jesus. He gives you the power to share Jesus with other people. You know what? Sometimes, uh, and I'll, share, I'll be honest with you, that sometimes we all get nervous about sharing Jesus, but the power of God is on you when you bring up his name. Like when you go out and you share Jesus, the power of God is upon you. I'm hearing something out there. Could somebody please mute that? I'm, help me out. I'm hearing radio or something. Thank you. I, I'm getting old. <laughs> the Holy Spirit gives you the power to share Christ boldly. Look here at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. Uh, this is what he says. He says that you will be my witnesses. Like, he has power upon you to be Whenever you go to speak for him. And here's what Jesus did. He took the, the, the epicenter of Christianity was in Jerusalem. That's where Jesus had his public ministry. And as he lived his public ministry, uh, people began to follow him. And then he goes to the cross. He dies in Jerusalem. He was raised from the dead three days later, all in Jerusalem. And he says that you will be my witnesses, that I will give you power when the Holy Spirit comes. So Jesus was going to leave, and then the next move was the Holy Spirit would come. And so as the Holy Spirit comes upon the people, he says, you will be my witnesses, starting in Judea, uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. So I want you to think about it like this. It would be like me saying, um, you know what? 
we're going to go out and we're going to tell people about Jesus all around Pittsburgh. You'd catch that. You can understand that because that's the area that we're in. And then I would say, uh, and to the tri-state area. All right, so now we're going to swoop down into uh, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania. We know. We're going to go to Youngstown, to Willing, to Pittsburgh, all three of these areas. And then I would say, like, to, to, uh, to Samaria, to, to places where people aren't like us. Yeah, we're going to go down the coast. We're going to go to North Carolina. Go down there to Alabama where they're drinking sweet tea all the time, right? And, and we're going to go to all those different places like that. We'll start meeting with people who aren't like us. And then he says, to the very end of the world. Like, we're going to take this. We're going to go way bigger than the United States. We're going to go to, to Africa. We're going to go to Asia. We're going to go to the 1040 window. We're going to go all over the world, and we're going to tell people about Jesus. And so that's what he says. He says, my power will be upon you. And catch this, folks, because sometimes when you go to share Jesus, you get a little bit nervous. And I want you to know that even as a pastor, I get a little bit nervous. But this is where the power of God comes in. When you go to talk about Jesus, the power, the Spirit of God steps in and all of a sudden he does his work. It's just like when Peter, Peter was uh, called out of the boat. He was on the boat. Jesus is walking on the water. He says, Lord, you know, if it's really you, call me out. And so God calls him out and he comes out on the boat. And as he goes out, he's, he, he starts to walk and he gets his feet wet. It was at that moment that faith happened. And it's the same for you and I in our lives. It's at that moment whenever we put Jesus on the line. Like we go out and we say, okay, this is now all about you, Jesus. And I, and I start to speak for him and I bring his name up and all of a sudden the power of God works. I shared with you a few weeks ago the day that I felt like God wanted me to go and speak to somebody about Jesus. And this happens quite often, but I'm, I'm picking out one particular incident. I went into the hospital room and I shared with him about Jesus. And as I went into that hospital room, shared with him about Jesus that day, um, I'll never forget this man, his, his eyes, he welled up and he started to cry. And he says, you don't understand. Fifteen minutes before you walked in this room, the doctors came in and told me I have only a few days left to live. That man ended up coming to Jesus Christ. Why? The Spirit of God. There was power there. What was going on in me? As I'm going up the elevator, I'm thinking, this is crazy. This man doesn't know me. I don't know him. He's going he's gonna to reject me. They're going to laugh at me. I'll be the laugh. And what I was doing was I was making it all about me. And the power of God, listen, when it's not about you, the power of God steps in. I stepped in, and it was like his ministry is to tell about Jesus. So I stepped in, I started talking, and the Spirit of God stepped into that room in that moment. That man opened his heart to Jesus. I want to encourage you to go out and to share, because God is working, and he will do his great work in your life when we open up and we share with, uh, with, about people. I love what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2. He says, uh, he says, I came to you in weakness and fear with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise power and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. There's that power again. You see the power there? He says, it was with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that you might not rest on man's wisdom, but on God's power. So, folks, as you go out and you share Jesus, let me tell you, you can't go wrong. You say, well, I'll fumble the words. I fumble the words all the time. I, I watch my tapes. I know. I fumble everything all the time. First service, I got tongue-tied. I didn't even know where I was at. I was like, blah, 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 blah. Okay? That's going to happen, right? The Spirit of God. Look, um, there are, 
I can make something really polished. But God's not looking for polish. He's looking for the power. Like, like he needs to be known. And when you come into this church every Sunday, I don't want you to leave saying, wow, great Pastor Ken, great worship. No, no, I want you to say, God Almighty was in this place. And the Spirit of God talked to me. And the pastor might have got tongue-tied, but I forgot all about it because the Spirit of God got a hold of me. And that's what we're looking for. You see, because number two is this. He will give you power when you are weak. When we are weak, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us power when we are weak. That's the second aspect this morning. And catch this, because when, when you are weak, He becomes strong. And, uh, and so sometimes I look, you know, some days I'll feel really good about my message some days I feel really not good about my message, you know. Like 2 o'clock on Sunday is pretty tough for a pastor. He's like trying to have lunch and he's like, oh man, I forgot this point. And you don't know what I'm forgetting. i got 25 pages of notes up here, right? You don't know what's coming. Um, it's like the, the enemy plays with our minds. But the Holy Spirit gives us power when we are weak. And I have found that on some of the days that I was the weakest, God was the strongest. The Apostle Paul found that out as well. Um, look here, Romans 8:26. He says, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. Maybe this morning you're coming in here and you're dealing with some weaknesses in your life. I want you to identify with what Paul says here. He says, for we do not know what we should pray as we should, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And so what he's saying here is, you know, when you come to God and you are overwhelmed and you're not even sure what to pray or how to pray, God says the Holy Spirit takes over. Now, I want the Holy Spirit praying for me, don't you? Like, you don't understand. You don't know what God's doing. God has big plans out there, and you say, God, it looks like your plans are no longer valid. God, it looks like you've left us. I mean, you read that all over the Psalms. They kept saying, God, where were you? What, what happened? Why, did, why is this thing happening? Because when we are weak, God becomes strong, and God has another plan. Now, check this out. This is going to lead up to a verse that many of you are familiar with. He says that the Spirit of God prays for you. It's like this. Ken Barner, uh, the Spirit goes to the Father. Hey, Father, um, Ken down there on Norman Avenue in Finleyville, he is discouraged, he's broken, and he's not sure that you're even alive. God, would you let your Spirit, let me, your Spirit, God, would you let me work in his life? And you see, the Spirit of God takes over and he starts talking and he starts helping. And all of a sudden, little Ken Barner down here on Norman Avenue starts to say, okay, I'm grieving. I'm going through hard times. These are painful moments. And the Spirit of God starts to speak to me. The Spirit of God starts to rebuild my faith, rebuild all these things, my trust in him. The Spirit of God always takes you back to Jesus. Remember that, folks. There's a lot of Strange teachings out there about the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is always about Jesus. Say that with me. The Spirit of God is always about Jesus. So that is one litmus test. So he says here, in our weakness, the Spirit prays for us. Like, you don't even know how to pray. The Spirit is praying for you. Verse 27. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We know that God is at work. Everything works together for his glory. But did you see it, folks? Right there, the verses before talked about your weakness. It's your brokenness. That's when the Spirit works. 
And folks, I don't understand the problems and the weakness and the brokenness that I've gone through in life. But I'll tell you this. I understand who holds the universe at his command. And I can trust him with my life. And there's answers that I don't understand. There's things that I am totally blown away with and times that I have been disappointed by the circumstances of life. But I want you to know that it's in those moments that God says, when you are weak, I'll become strong. Folks, Jesus wants you to surrender your heart to him. Jesus died on the cross and he paid for your sin once for all forever. And he says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Like if you will open your heart and just trust him that he died on the cross. See, that's your weakness. God becomes strong. He gives you eternal life. He takes dead things and makes them alive. And I'm talking about your spiritual life this morning. And so, folks, I'm going to share with you. We had a baptism in the first service. We're going to have one in the second service here. Uh, the, the, the first service is a couple. And uh, their story is, a, is a several minutes long. So I'm going to share their video with you. And then, then we're going to close our service and have yet another baptism This is Ray and Colleen Beckinger. We're going to go to their video in just a second here. And I want you to catch this. Ray and Colleen, um, they've been coming. They started coming last year in October. I want you to catch their story. My name is Colleen Beckinger, and I'm from Finleyville. And I'm Ray Beckinger. I'm also from Finleyville. We've been married 22 years, and we have two kids. Maddie is 19, and Kyle is 17. And uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, the past year of my life and how things have completely changed since um, coming to Crossroads and beginning my real deep relationship with Jesus. Um, I was always a believer and prayed, not nearly enough, um, but um, I felt like life was always throwing curveballs that I couldn't seem to come out from under, and it got worse and worse. And every day I felt like I was trying so hard um, just to be happy. And even though I was trying, I, I, I wasn't being happy. And I was still pretending that I was. And I was exhausted. I, I was completely at my wit's end. But I was just existing. Every day I did what I was supposed to do as a mom and did what I was you know, supposed to do as a wife, went to work. But I, I just had, I had an emptiness. Um, it was really hard and I'd always prayed, but not enough. Like I said, I was always saving them for, um, a big moment or when I thought they were really needed. And one day that big moment happened and it was the lowest point of my life. And, um, your options are either to turn to God or turn away and, Turning away was never really an option, and I just had to make that commitment. And that weekend, we came here, and um, we knew Ken from years ago, and this was the first place that God said for us to go. And um, we walked in the door, and from that moment on, I began my personal, in-depth relationship with Jesus before I existed every day. I, I was just there, um, just just being a person. And over the past year, I have learned so much, and now I live. Um, I'm happy 
just because I'm alive and because Jesus made things change in my heart. I, I'm happy. I, I treat people differently. I, I, it's just, it's just a whole new beginning since, you know, he came into my life and became so much of me. Um, I don't know how to say it. I, I just, um, you know, you quit asking why did this happen or um, why me? And you just start, like, give it to God. And everything's just changed. And there's, there's no explanation except that God can just move people. And he, he just, just changes your entire life. As, as Colleen was saying, um, she was fighting a battle. I was fighting a battle. But uh, we were doing it separate. Um, there's times, uh, sorry, uh, there was times that I, uh, I didn't care if I come home. And when I say I didn't care if I come home, it wasn't. I didn't want to come home to them. I didn't care if I come home alive. Um, I was just, I didn't like me. I didn't like where I was in life. Um, I, I worked hard every day. Uh, as, as she said, um, always asking God why. You know, why does this person have that? Why does that person have that? They're not working as hard as I am. Uh, I felt like I was, I was a good person. And then <clears throat> you hit rock bottom. Uh, once you're there, it's it's a scary moment. And as she said, you uh, we come to, come to crossroads. And uh, because we've known Ken for years, and it was like something just, just hit us and said, hey, you have to go up there and see what it's about. Um, so as we come up, coming in the door, being welcomed by every everyone was was uh, really heartfelt. Uh, made us feel like we were part of something that we hadn't been part of our whole lives. Right. Um, then uh, just coming up and hearing hearing the songs and trying to sing along, and even to today, uh, many of the songs I I cry. Can't I can't even sing? Um, I get choked up. I, I love to sing, but um, I, I honestly don't know how everybody sings all the time and doesn't get choked up in, in church here. But um, ever since that day, um, we we kept coming to church, and two three weeks later, I kept hearing Ken ask for people to raise their hands and accept Jesus into their life, and uh, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I deserved it. Um, so, going back, it was that one day I decided I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to say that prayer and ask for forgiveness. Um, and honestly, it's been my life's been different. Every week that he says the prayer, I say it along with him, um, just trying to make sure that God heard me. <laughs> like just in case he missed last week. Um, but. Uh, it, it's it, it's made a total difference in the way I look at things, the way I, I react to things. Uh, the rest of my wife, uh, how I uh, treat my kids. Uh, I was at a point where I said at the lowest, I didn't know if I was going to lose my wife and lose my kids. Um, I didn't want to be around me. I knew that he didn't. So <clears throat> with that all said, uh, after Jesus came into my heart, it's it's been a totally different change. And the way we live together, 
the way we love each other and love our kids mm-hmm. and and love our friends. Right. You know, it's uh, bringing Jesus into our lives and into our hearts has been just a, a blessing. Um, and we're working at it every day. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's, we don't even know how to explain where, you know, the happiness started. It's just because it's just there all the time. It's just completely different. There's no work at it. Um, I, I think I told Ken way in the beginning that nobody, there were so many people here that were happy to see us, and nobody's ever that happy to see me except my dog. And they just, every week, these people just make you feel like you walk in here in your home. And then, you know, knowing that that you just have this power of Jesus inside you to, to live every day happy is something we just almost had to get used to. It's, it's we're so grateful. Never want to go back. Amen. Can we thank God for that this morning? <laughs> Folks, there's power in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has power for your life. When you go out and you share Jesus, oh, they may not say yes the first day. Let me tell you, I've known Ray and Colleen for many years. Our kids were little. We were playing softball together. We would coach together. I invited them to church and just kind of laughed, you know. Who's doing that? We got softball, man. We got all that. And look what God did. Like, this isn't Ken. This is the power of God. Like, ten years later, last October, I'm standing in the foyer, and they come walking in the door, and I'm like, God, what are you doing? Like, I haven't talked to these people in many years. Like, what are you doing? You're, you're bringing them unto yourself. So the, the power of the Holy Spirit draws people to himself. And he te- it's all about Jesus. It's not about Ken. It's not about any pastor. not about any church. It's about the name of Jesus. And so that's what happened. Ray and Colleen, did you hear him? He was not sure he even wanted to live. He was at the bottom. His life was broken. And Jesus said, come up on the hill. Come up here on Sunday morning. i got a place for you. And I want you to start to catch me. And folks, maybe this morning, that's you. God's brought you in. And I want to say this. Maybe this morning you're just a little skeptical. I say this. Skeptics are welcome here. Just come and enjoy the journey with us. And, and that's what happened with Ray. Did you hear me? He said, I didn't even think God. I didn't think I was worthy. And you know what? You're worthy because God loves you. You're worthy. He died on the cross. Our sins separated us from him. But the power of the Holy Spirit stepped into his life. Let's close in prayer today with our heads bowed and eyes closed. No one looking around just before we head to another baptism. I want to invite you this morning to trust Jesus. Like, let's take it from books and knowledge and good things that you know to somebody. Like somebody that you know, the Holy Spirit. He wants to live inside of you. He wants to guide you. He wants to help you. I want to encourage you, if that's you this morning, you say, Pastor Ken, I'd like to have Christ in my life. Scripture says, whosoever will, will call upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. If that's you this morning, would you just pray along with me? Call upon the name of the Lord this morning. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. You died on the cross and you paid for my sin. You came back to life again for me. God, I invite you into my heart right here, right now. I need you. 
I don't understand everything. God, I give you my brokenness. And I accept your love for me right here in this place. And for others in this room, maybe God's brought into your mind somebody that you need to to pray for. Somebody you need to go share. Like somebody that you need to go tell about Jesus. And watch the Spirit of God. Watch His power work. And, oh, you may see the fruit ten years from now. Like, I'm so happy today. Man, friends that I've known from the community have come to Jesus. That'll change your life, folks. But you have to wait upon the Lord. Go out in His power. Go out in His might. Lay this at the feet of Jesus. Let Him use your weakness, folks. God, we come before you. And I thank you for this gift of the Holy Spirit. For you are a gift to us, Lord. And I thank you and I pray you will work mightily in the lives of all those in the church, Lord. Thank you for those in this room that just like Ray did, they opened their heart to Jesus this morning. God, I pray encouragement on them. And may you take this new spiritual life and grow them mightily. God, I thank you. And I love you for all that you're doing in this place this morning. Be with us now. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning I'd like to invite your attention. Pastor Jim is going to baptize Blake back there. And uh, we have a, a video that we're going to roll with Blake's story here. Hi, my name is Blake. I am in second grade. I am eight years old. I asked Jesus in my heart at Vocation Bible School this summer. I want to get baptized to show people I love Jesus and care for him. I know how much my pappy loved Jesus, and I just want to love Jesus just like my pappy. Uh, Upon Blake's profession of faith, I will baptize you now, Blake, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. likeness of Christ's death, raised in the likeness of Christ's resurrection. Amen. You know, Blake has been coming up to me since vacation Bible school. And he's saying, I want, at vacation Bible school, he said, I want to get baptized, Pastor Ken. So sometimes with a child... As they, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, we want to make sure they understand Jesus. Like, have they accepted Jesus into their heart and made it personal? He came back to me a month later. Hey, Pastor Ken, why haven't you baptized me yet? I said, well, we just make sure this is real, right? You know? And he came back again. He said, I want to get baptized because my pappy loved Jesus and I love Jesus too. His pappy went on to be with the Lord about a year ago. And uh, Ron, he was a great man. He loved the Lord. Ron Mavilla came in on our Saturday night service. I'll never forget, Pastor John went to his house and shared with him. I actually brought him up here, shared with him about Jesus. And Ronnie came to know Jesus. Ronnie's family is here today, and we love you guys. The Mavillas, we just want you to know we love you, and we're praying for you. Let's thank God for this great ministry that he's doing in this church. Folks, let's stand and be dismissed as, uh, as we leave today. If you can help with trunk and treat, please stop by the table. We need about 10 or 15 more cars to help us out. God bless you. You are dismissed.